Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Where's the news media? Their non-coverage of Elon Musk's Twitter files. We really have a peek into the black box. This is a scandal. War in Ukraine. President Putin. Knocking out the lights, knocking out the water, bringing Ukrainian people to their knees as winter approaches. This border is a disaster. 5.5 million illegal immigrants have crossed the border since Biden took office. This is Biden's fault. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Another week of News and Views. Tom, Benny, and Clark, good to have you with us. And uh, Senator Mitt Romney has uh, come out over the weekend and said that, you know what? Maybe we should just forget about the uh, Hunter Biden investigation. Let's just, eh, what's the big deal? What's interesting about this, so while Romney comes out and is cozying up to the Dems by basically condemning his Republican colleagues who are launching investigations into the crackhead, um, he also, at the same time that's going on, the Gateway Pundit is reporting that Romney's top advisor, Joseph Coffer Black, was on the board of Bursima, Bursima, the holding company over in Ukraine, the same time that Crackhead was on there. <laughs> so uh, no no conflict of interest there. It's going to be uh, interesting to see what uh, what party Romney ends up in at the end of the day. You talk about a rhino. Uh, he, he's actually making Susan Collins look like a conservative. Yeah, you wonder if, um, <clears throat> you know, Kristen Sinema announced changing parties from the Democrat to Independent. You're, yeah. wait, you're waiting any day <laughs> if Romney is going to change to the Democrat Party. I mean, now uh, speaking of which, Joe Manchin was asked over the weekend whether or not he was going to go independent. Now, th- this is really curious. He said that he doesn't see himself going independent, but he does see him self possibly leaving the democrat party i mean he said look i'm not a washington democrat and i'll let you know but i don't see myself going independent does that mean he's going to go republican Hmm. Uh, and again i would say this i would say that joe you're not as bad as your democrat colleagues but quite frankly is you know after voting for the things you have voted for at the end of the day and i think it was Rand paul said you know Joe Manchin can say all he wants to say about, you know, being independently minded, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, as Rand Paul said, you vote with the Dems. And he has, again, this fall voted with the Dems. He was the one that has, I mean, he voted for the Respect for Marriage Act. What was the other bill he voted for that basically got it over the line? It was, um, and, you know, they lied to him about the energy that uh, they would Uh, make it easier for West Virginia to uh, sell coal, but... It, well, it was the um, American inflation, Rescue. It was in, no, the no, Inflation Reduction Act. Inflation which Reduction was, Act. Which all which just is, a Green Energy Act. Yeah, which was Inflation uh, Assistance Act. Yeah. should be called that. You know, uh, Peter Schweitzer today had an article in Just the News about, you know, the Republicans and, and investigating Hunter Biden. And mm-hmm. he goes on to talk about, and I agree, they need to focus on. The, the business dealings that benefited Joe Biden and Joe Biden's influence don't, you know, they don't need to get in Congress. And you, you, look, everybody acknowledges, I think, Hunter Biden's a crack addict. Right. You know, he was uh, a porn, pro- porn addict, prostitutes, just he, kind of a bad dude. But I mean, 
he's been investigating the Biden family forever, written a couple books, and uh, I mean, it goes back all the way to his vice presidential days. Uh, he definitely, Joe Biden definitely benefited, the family benefited from right. his influence and influence peddling. And just, hey, the Republicans created an investigation at subpoena uh, the corporate tax returns. I mean, Joe Biden brags about his individual tax returns being disclosed. Subpoena the corporate tax returns and corporate tax records because that's where all this enormous amount of income came from a short period of time. And say, okay, let's see, let's see who paid you and why. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, even if they get in there and Hunter Biden is found guilty on all counts, the mainstream media is going to ignore it. Mm-hmm. If you go after the president, the mainstream media is going to have a hard time ignoring that. Yeah. And uh, end of the at the end of the day, you you probably will inflict uh, more lasting damage on liberalism and wokeism and progressivism if you go after Joe. If you go after Hunter, it's yeah. Well, the thing about going after Hunter, I mean, there's there is there there as they say because Hunter Biden, every position he's had in his adult life has had been some type of influence peddling. I mean, I look, right. you look at his resume, and it's all the time some government, quasi-government type situation or doing. Uh, I mean, just like when you know his work with Burisma and in an investment banking world in oil, zero experience yeah. or energy, zero yeah. experience, and. Uh, so it's there. They just need. He, just but had, they, he had the right last name, but, and his daddy yeah. was in power. But they did to to uh, Peter Schweitzer's point. He they need to focus on that and not you know just make it a bunch of you know, just a crazy show. Uh, I was almost said something of you know all his <laughs> all his started with an S. <laughs> yeah, uh, of you know Hunter Bi- Hunter Biden smoking crack, Hunter Biden snorting coke off of prostitutes. Uh, you know. Whatever. Yeah. You know to, to, to that end, I mean, if, if Mitt Romney had come out and said, we don't need to focus on Hunter, we need to focus on Joe, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. But I, that's, not what, that's not what Mitt's talking about. Mitt's talking about, eh, just let bygones be bygones. We're not going to do anything. But, you know, again, I, I think I mentioned this on Friday. You now, if, if Joe Manchin were to leave the Democrat Party and either go Republican or libertarian or whatever he's going to go i mean right now you have you know everybody's saying well there's 51 democrats and there's 49 republicans and granted i realize that these three independents are caucusing with the democrats therefore they're counted with the democrats i you know if could could the republicans not make an argument say wait a minute you know wait a minute i understand i understand that you're caucusing with the democrats but they're not a part of the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd do something to try to uh, get some of the power back. But, hey, here's the other bottom line is Mitch doesn't care. I mean, no. Well, you know, Kristen Sinema, I mean, she, you know, she was a, I mean, obviously a Democrat, but she's, you know, left-leaning on many issues. But issues that are important to Arizona, uh, I'm t- I think she'll be siding with Republicans from now on probably so and the more this goes on and you you, you know she'll be pri- she would have been primaried anyway but for for not voting for the other thing they're going to prime and throw a bunch of money at her anyway so her going independent now you know i still think you know i mean they'll play dirty politics is dirty it's contact sport and she knows it but you, you let a few months go by of them playing dirty she might start leaning more conservative on things just out of pure spite you know so i don't know the republicans may benefit more than the pundits claim 
they will. Although I could see with with the Senate so close, I could see, and and he already has. Chuck Schumer's already come out and said of Cinema, you can can you you will continue on your committee assignments. Nothing will change, even though you've left the Democrat Party technically. I think the Democrats will prob- are, are probably realizing we better not step on her toes too hard because if she does go, you know, full full right turn and join the Republicans, uh, they could be in trouble, and especially if, if Joe f- followed. Uh, Elon Musk making big news, uh, although the as we were talking before we went on the air, the mainstream media is totally ignoring it. But if you listen to conservative radio or follow uh, conservative uh, uh, news sources online, uh, you probably already know that Elon Musk, uh, he has now dropped what is the, I think it's the fifth installment of um, information that he has released that has happened over the years. What's interesting about this is when Donald Trump got the final boot from Twitter right around the January 6th, uh, mess uh, up in Washington, D.C., there were people, high-ranking people at Twitter that came out and said, you know what, he's not violating our policies. Let's not uh, let's not uh, kick him off. I mean, we, we, we looked at what he said and, you know, okay, we're all liberals. We don't like the guy, but he hasn't violated our policies. There was a outcry of 300 Twitter employees writing an open letter that was published in the Washington Post. Right after that, Jack Dorsey comes out and basically says, okay, we're going to ban Twitter. Now, I mean, there's a few things that happen in between. But it's really interesting now that basically Donald Trump is is being um, vindicated, if you will, that what he said and what he did, uh, in fact, one of the things that they came out and said that this is not incitement. Donald Trump did not incite the riots by what he said. Um, I think we have a hard time saying this is incitement, a staffer said. It's pretty clear he's saying the American patriots are the ones who voted for him and not the terrorists. I don't see an incitement angle here, another staffer agreed. Uh, So Donald Trump is, um, you know— because of what Elon Musk has said, because of uh, the the information he's released, uh, it's it's pretty obvious that Twitter. And, and here's the interesting thing too. You know, you can go back to even more of the earlier uh, dumps that Elon Musk has has uh, let loose with. It's it's pretty obvious. All these people say, you know, this was a legitimate election. There was there was no there there. It's pretty obvious that the Democrat Party and that the uppity ups at Twitter were getting together on a regular basis. And uh, and again, this guy that was uh, what was the guy's name um, Baker, who mm-hmm. was uh, with the FBI, an attorney with the FBI. He got canned from the FBI for what he was doing, and then Twitter immediately picks him up. <laughs> and uh, there was obviously almost at one point almost weekly meetings between the FBI, Twitter, and people with the DNC. And yet, uh, a the mainstream media is not reporting on this, but b, uh, yeah, there was uh, a operation going on to cheat at elections. I mean, when you do not uh, allow the American people to have access to the information that they're entitled to have access to, especially knowing that Twitter uh, 
is a platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Twitter to ban uh, certain things on the on on their platform would be like Verizon or AT and T monitoring your telephone calls and saying you can't say that, Benny. We're we're going to now delete. Are we not going to cut you off in the middle and mid sentence because we don't like what you're saying over the telephone? It's it's that's the best example I can I can think of in terms of what Twitter ought to be allowed to do and not allowed to do. Well, well obviously they were in co- co- you know collusion with with the FBI and with the DNC, and uh, th- there was some rotten stuff going on that affected the election. Well, I know people. You know, make a big deal about conservatives using the term deep state. But in this case, the deep state was involved with social media. Bingo. And in today's world of news, I mean, we talk about the mainstream media, uh, you know, not feeding the right information. But let's face it, people, well, let's just say, you know, let's just say we're over 40. <laughs> we're both over 40. We won't say any more than that. But I would say people under 40, 40 and under, um, I'd say they don't even watch the mainstream media. I bet they don't. I bet on average, I don't know what the percentages are, but I don't think they watch CBS News, ABC. They get it from social media feeds. And if the social media like Twitter is restricting that information, yep. um, then, then I mean, you're not going to have an honest and fair election. The one thing that I think is going to be interesting to see is Jack Dorsey, which was the chairman uh, or CEO of Twitter. Yeah. yeah, and he uh, you know was testified before Congress, what, last year or year before last you know, he answered no, no, no a lot of yep, times. Yep, yep. And I, I, if they call him back in now, um, you know, I'm sure they'll play the games. He'll have the the best lawyer's money can buy in the world, and they'll play a game of semantics and, and that type of thing. But Jack Dorsey lied under oath clearly. to Congress. Clearly lied yeah. before oath, under oath before Congress. So yeah. you, you start throwing a few people in jail, um, I think maybe they might change things around. You know, it's interesting, too. Uh, so many of these people in the woke crowd think they have so much power and and granted a lot of them did have a lot of power but they think they're never going to be humpty dumpty they're never going to fall off the wall they're never going to crack and fall um and what's interesting is today just today two top officials in northern virginia that were up to their eyeballs in the situation where there was, if you remember, there was a, a quote, a transgender male, this was a couple of years back, who uh, wanted to be identified as a girl, wore a skirt to, to class, goes in and rapes a ninth grade girl, is transferred, and then apparently raped another girl yeah, in a class, yeah. and then was transferred over to another school, and he did the same thing again. And... If you remember, the father of the girl that was raped, one of the girls that was raped, uh, he was arrested at a school board meeting because he was so outraged over what happened. Well, now the Loudoun County Superintendent, Scott Ziegler, um, was indicted on three misdemeanor counts of false publication, conflict of interest, prohibited conduct, and penalize an employee for a court appearance. The county spokesman, Wade uh, uh, Bard was indicted on a felony charge of perjury, according to the court records. Now, it was interesting. Last Friday, 
someone had contacted this Wade Bard and said, oh, well, you know, we're, we're extremely uh, pleased that there were no indictments handed down. Well, the investigation was still going on. I mean, there wasn't the, – the books weren't closed on the thing. And today uh, he's indicted on a felony charge of perjury. And uh, he, by the way, he didn't have any comments on today's news. But I bring this up, to, uh, you know, in, in, as a postmortem on on the uh, Twitter story that you know there there is a day of reckoning, and there will come a time where these people will have to answer. And yeah, it's really easy to get by when you have Democrats in charge. But you know, the pendulum swings, and the Republicans will be in charge again. And the Republicans do need and, and listen. Uh, going back to the to the Mitt Romney thing, no, we we cannot let bygones be got bygones. Why? And I've said this for the last twelve years because it will happen again. Mm-hmm. If there's not accountability, if there's not sort of some sort of punishment for the crime, guess what? The crime's going to happen again and again without and con- again. Yeah, without consequences. They, I mean, they'll just continue to do it over and over and over over again. And you know the. Um, when the Democrats control, which, you know, that that's all they have done, what, since Donald Trump's uh, going into his third year in office when they did get control, that's all they focused on. And, it, and when you look back at it now, every, I mean, almost everything they did was an absolute lie and fabrication yes. to the American yes. people. And they continue to lie. And yeah. it seems like they get away with it. As, as sooner or later, it's going to catch up to them. Uh, by the way, over the weekend, again, kudos to Elon Musk uh, pushing him back against the left's forced pronoun recognition. Over the weekend, Musk called for the prosecution of Dr. Anthony Fauci while making a play on the left's demand for preferred pronoun recognition. This is out of town hall. My pronouns are prosecute Fauci. <laughs> That's what he tweeted. Uh, that prompted criticism from Scott Kelly, the brother of Arizona Democrat uh, Senator Mark Kelly. Uh, Elon, please don't mock and promote hate toward already marginalized and at-risk violent, uh, violent members of the LGBTQ community. They are real people with feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant um, whose sole motivation was saving lives. Musk responded pushing back to the issuance of pronouns and expectations they should be uh, accepted. I strongly disagree. Forcing your pronouns upon others when they didn't ask is implicitly ostracizing those who don't, is neither good nor kind to anyone, bingo. As for Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded gain-of-function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my humble opinion. Uh, he is right on. But, you know, these, these people that play these pronoun games, that uh, my pronouns are this and you must call me by this, <laughs> And Fauci turns around and plays their game, and then they're highly insulted. Please don't go there. You're, you're, you know, I'm a snowflake, and you're going to bring violence upon my kind. <laughs> can't What's your pronouns, up. by the way, <laughs> Mister? Um, mm. one, one last a comment on Musk. Remember, Musk gets in there to Twitter. He cans all these fat butt people that sit around and drink coffee all day. I mean, he, how many did he can? I mean, he can two thirds of them or something. Yeah, I, I think the coffee days are over. They sit around and smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to uh, some insiders, venture capitalists head honchos in, in, a, in a in a bunch of social me- media and tech companies 
are canning people left and right. Apparently, they have seen that Elon Musk goes in, fires over half of them, and says, if you, wanna, if you want a job here, you're expected to show up to work and work for 40 hours, not walk around and play in the gym. Uh, yeah, uh, our producer Clark said he got rid of 3,700. I don't know what the total was, but I think it was well over 50% of his, uh, his uh, personnel. Uh, anyway, others are following in his footsteps, and apparently stockholders are now demanding, you know what? We're here to make money. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're responsible to your shareholders. I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to. Supposed to if be. you'll stay in business. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, speaking of uh, liars, interesting story about uh, Sam Brenton and uh, how he got caught stealing the other suitcase. We've got that and uh, got a Maxine Waters story. Um, she's going to have a ticklish situation tomorrow with the FTX guy coming mm-hmm. in to testify before Congress. We'll talk about that. Love to hear from you. 561-8255. We'll be right back. Here I was, little Ralphie Parker, a certified adult. Christmas was all up to me now. You want a baby gun for your kid? What are you, nuts? There's a 14-day waiting period. Your son, Triple Dog, dared another child at school today. We do not tolerate bullying, Mr. Parker. All the Christmas stories throughout the season. And there we sat, gazing at a gender-neutral leg, wearing sensible shoes glowing in the window. Decode the day's news with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. A uh, quick look at your weather forecast. Uh, low tonight of around 30 degrees with clear skies. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, only 49, though. A few clouds, a low of 26 tomorrow night. Wednesday, partly cloudy skies in the morning, becoming overcast in the afternoon with a high of 52. Then the rain comes in on Thursday, a 93% chance of rain with a high of 64 on Thursday. So get a little rain, which we probably need. I guess that rain we're going to get on Thursday is the remnants of the uh, storm over in California, where they're just getting dumped on in parts of California and the west with snow. I mean, yeah, I saw the Sierra Nevada's like four feet or something yeah i mean that's a lot of snow and i i checked out some webcams that i frequent out west and it's snowing it's snowing pretty good out there white christmas they can have it i know yeah okay if it would snow on christmas eve and be gone by the 26th you can have a white christmas uh so the uh pete pothole Buttigieg. (laughs) <laughs> who uh, is one he and john Kerry are in competition as the most hypocritical um for carbon footprint garbage so john Kerry and pete Buttigieg are constantly telling the rest of us as democrats always do i mean this is a constant theme we probably have a story once a week on this theme but they're constantly telling the rest of us how to live yeah do as i say not as i do yeah and how terrible you are if your carbon footprint is you know they don't want you to even flagellate uh, you know it's just terrible um pete Buttigieg, who is constantly telling you to reduce your footprint yeah there's a story out in town hall and fox news i think is covering it as well that there is a uh, group called the americans for public trust who would like to hold Buttigieg accountable and uh, investigating his more than 18 private jet trips flown all over the United States. One of the trips was so that he could go up to Montreal to receive a, uh, a little award for um, 
Let's see. Americans for Public Trust want to hold Buttigieg at the standards Democrats have set when it comes to taxpayer-funded travel and carbon emissions. For someone so holier than thou on reducing emissions, Buttigieg certainly doesn't seem to mind the pollution caused by his literal jet-setting. Uh, American for Public Trust Executive Director Caitlin Sutherland told Fox News, this is hypocrisy at its finest. Uh, so he went up to uh, Montreal to um, attend a ceremony hosted by a large Canadian gay rights organization where he received a pre- prestigious award for his contributions to the advancement of the LGBTQ rights. So for that, he had to get a private jet at taxpayers' expense <laughs> to go get his award. Such hypocrites. They all are hypocrites. Um, Sam Brenton, he is the um, freak show in the Biden administration. He's the nuclear guy. You know, How do you get rid of waste? Apparently, he's been consuming a lot of this nuclear waste. So we mentioned last week that he's not once but twice stolen luggage. <laughs> and apparently, he's got very, very high taste. This second piece of luggage that he stole in Las Vegas – uh, was worth $3,670. It contained uh, $1,700 worth of jewelry, $500 worth of makeup. How does this guy know? I mean, obviously the guy likes to steal women's stuff, but how does he know from the outside that there's $500 yeah. worth of makeup inside? Well, maybe maybe he just profiles them and says, you know, if you're a big enough idiot to spend $3,000 on a suitcase, maybe you're a big enough idiot to spend $500 worth of makeup in your suitcase. I don't know. Well, anyway, um the Las Vegas police had a fuzzy picture of an individual stealing this luggage off the carousel. And apparently, he went the individual went to the carousel, picked it up, took it off the carousel, then looked looked around very nervously, put it back started to walk away, then turned around and grabbed it again and walked away with it. Mm. Well, when they heard, when the Las Vegas police heard about the story of Sam Brenton stealing the first piece of luggage up in Minnesota, they went back to his social media page, pages, and found him recording a picture of himself at the Las Vegas airport. And guess what? Lo and behold, even though the picture they had from the video from the guy taking it off the carousel was fuzzy, it was pretty obvious that, A, from his social media page, the clothing he was wearing exactly matched what they had on the video. And, two, yes, indeed, he was at the Las Vegas airport stealing – well, they didn't know – you know, they've connected the dot that he was at Las Vegas airport stealing the luggage – on the day that the luggage disappeared. So have you seen the video or the images? Um, Well, I try not to look at them very closely. I just wonder, I mean, was he dressed in in drag or whatever you want to call it? Was he wearing Uh, a dress? Let's see. Um, Somewhere on here in this, um, Britain looks around, turns his body 180 degrees, picks up the victim's luggage off the carousel again. Britain sets it back down with his luggage, pulls the handle up and walks away. Uh, He did have, uh, among other things, some shirt that matched and he had some rainbow mm. emblem on it mm-hmm. so well, i was just trying to think i mean what would stand out more a guy dressed the way, <laughs> the way he is or or a guy or a guy going to get you know 
because uh, I, what I assume the luggage was it was probably you know it looks like a piece of luggage that a that a female would have. So I'm just wondering what would stick out more. I mean, I would think the way he looks would stick out anywhere, but Las Vegas, you know, there's some freaks in Las Vegas. I freakier than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm sorry if we've got listeners from Las Vegas or like Las Vegas, but you couldn't pay me to go to Las Vegas much. So tomorrow, Sam Brinkman Freed, Freed or Fried, we'll go with Freed today, is supposed to speak before the House Financial Committee. We mentioned this last week. I wonder if he'll get a haircut. (laughs) He's got that that hair that looks kind of like steel wool. Yeah, like Welcome Back Cotter or whatever. You know, yeah. the guy what was the guy that played on that show years ago. Yeah, what was his name? The the, the character, but anyway, John Travolta played in that. You remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. had the had the bushy hair and. Oh, he looks like he could be an oversized Marx brother character or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he is supposed to come, and the the head honcho, the chairwoman of this committee, the Financial Services Committee, is none other than Maxine Waters. Now, what's curious about this is she said she wants to find out exactly what happened, but she came out publicly and said she doesn't want to, quote, to get into his political donations. Mm. Well, yeah, I can tell you I why. She, yeah, because uh, of the nine Democrats on the committee, seven of them received donations. The total donations directly to the candidates were over three hundred thousand dollars. Oh my goodness. In addition to that, he has this political action committee called Protect Our Future PAC, which has spent um just on one candidate alone, he spent uh two hundred thousand dollars on ads out of this mm. pack. So I mean he has he has spent we've said before that uh over the last two election cycles, he has been the second biggest donor right behind George Soros in, in contributing to Democrats. He was like, what, $40 million or something, I think? Uh, in the previous election cycle, just with yeah. the 2020, he spent $37 million. Wow. And that doesn't count 2022. So, um, But what's interesting about this is uh, one individual, Brian Armstrong, who um, is uh, the head of uh, – Coinbase, uh, which is another cryptocurrency, he has been pretty critical of Maxine Waters when she said she would welcome Freed to come. He said, this guy has just cost individuals $10 billion, $10 billion in fraud, and he's getting handled with kick gloves. Mm-hmm. This is uh, pretty bizarre. But uh, and he said, as Mr. Armstrong said, it's been pretty bizarre to watch the whole thing unfold, primarily because I do feel like mainstream media has given a lot of softball interviews and they have. Who um, Have you heard who Kevin McCarthy plans to appoint as chairman of that committee? Because it won't be Maxine. Uh, I have not. I'm just curious if we'll, we'll get someone. Certainly they won't. Kevin yeah. McCarthy won't have to look very hard to find someone that's more knowledgeable than Maxine Waters. I but, just uh, saw on uh, Carolina Journal that uh, – who was it that was going to uh, end up uh, heading up a committee? And uh, I can't remember who it was now, but but a, a, a member of Congress from, from uh, – North Carolina has gotten a committee assignment, a chair chairing a certain committee, but I can't remember now who it was. And I don't think it was this committee, 
But yeah, Maxine Waters is out. You know, but you you wonder, Maxine, why didn't you just punt? Uh, I mean, you didn't have to handle this. I mean, it's a lame duck Congress. Why are you handling it now? And my hunch is she wants to handle it now, saying we've already done that. You don't have to go there. Yeah, then, and then blame the Republicans for calling them back in if, if needed right. and saying, well, you're, you're just wasting time. We've already done that, and there's nothing there. And, Bingo. But she, but the committee chair pretty much controls the dialogue, does yeah. it not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and when she says we're not going to bring up uh, these political contributions – uh, she can probably get away with it, but uh, when the Republicans take over, yeah, you expect to see him back in there again. Hey, we're going to take another time out. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Nobody ever said the New York Times is smart. <laughs> By the way, um, a couple of interesting stories about um, how inept they are. You know, Time Magazine has the person of the year. The New York Times is out with their list of the most stylish people of 2022. Do you see who made the list? Mm, but Please don't tell me it was Anthony Fauci. No. Okay. Worse than that. John Fetterman. What? <laughs> John Fetterman made the list. This was the Times? New, New York, York Times? Times. Oh, yeah. Gosh. yeah, yeah. John <laughs> Fetterman. The, the senator-elect from Pennsylvania is going to bring durable workwear to the Capitol, the Times said. Yeah. So, <laughs> workwear. Yeah. And they had a picture of him in his Maron, uh, Maron, Maroon, Moron, Maroon sweatshirt, gray shorts, and black sneakers. Fashion icon. He looks like a guy that would be, you know, 40 years old, living with his parents, sitting on the couch with a big bowl of cereal and smoking pot. That's what he, that's what he dresses like. Well, he did. Yeah. You're, just, you're describing exactly describe what he did. I guess that's stylish in 2022. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's his life story. You just spelled out his life story. Oh, goodness. Uh, but then on top of that, they uh, went after – Anybody that owns a gun, but of course their favorite enemy is an AR-15. Now this is, I saw that. This is funny. <laughs> they have this op-ed excoriating anybody that has an AR-15. And next to the op-ed written piece, they've got a photograph of shotgun shells. <laughs> I mean, there's like 50 shotgun shells next to uh, the article on AR-15s. <laughs> I mean, which, you know, I, I realized, okay, well, you know, it's it, there's something to do with ammunition and a gun. But, I mean, it just shows how off they are. And it shows you how ignorant they are. when it com- I mean, they hear they're mouthing off about something, and they, it's pretty obvious by whoever put the picture up there that, that you really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and who, and you, know, you know whoever wrote the piece – Saw the whole thing with the picture before it was actually published. Mm-hmm. So you and you had you know, writers, editors, and you know, oh, on, yeah. on up the list, just yeah. completely ignorant of, of facts. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then they, what but else they, is no? I mean, yeah. But then they you know they want to preach and 
and say everything they know about you know the the gun issues in America and don't even do it, do any kind of research at all. I mean, heck, they could Google what's the AR-15 look like. Yeah, I mean, well, what kind of ammunition you put in AR-15? Oh, yeah. shotgun shells. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Town Hall's reporting Donald Trump um, says he rejected Russians' previous offer to swap the Merchant of Death. As more information comes out about how Cousin Eddie agreed to swap Russian arms dealer Victor Bout for WNBA player Brittany Griner, Donald Trump revealed that Russia had tried to get him to release Bout in a proposed prisoner exchange that Trump rejected over his objections to freeing the merchant to death. In a post on Truth Social, Trump said, I turned down a deal with Russia for a one-on-one swap for the so-called merchant of death for Paul Whelan. The former U.S. Marine who was arrested by Russian authorities in 2018 and charged with espionage before being sentenced to 16 years in 2020. Quote, I wouldn't have made that deal for 100 people in exchange for someone who has killed untold numbers of people with his arms deals, Trump said. I would have gotten Paul out, however, just as I did with a number of uh, other hostages. Uh, the deal for Griner is crazy and bad, Trump said. The taking wouldn't have even happened during my administration but if it did i would have i I would have gotten her out fast uh donald trump needs to think about things before he says them i mean he says i would have gotten paul out well why didn't you yeah Mm -hmm. i I mean you were president and he was in there but you didn't get him out i mean i maybe there's more to his uh social media posts than uh, what the town hall reported but uh you know, uh, now I will say this: Trump did do a good job with getting a lot of people from mm-hmm. our enemies uh, released. Yeah, and I would think. Um, let's see, what is the the state of the union if we ever have one again with Joe Biden in office? Is what sometime in January yeah, typically yeah, is when they yeah, do that. Exactly. I wonder if they'll cart out Brittany. Oh, Gr- you know, Brittany it. Griner is you, you know, know it. Bingo saved a a national hero. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I could care less. Well, look, I, no, actually, I, I should take that back. I'm, I'm glad she, she's, she's back on. On seems like a. Do you se- think like she was guilty? But I mean, obviously, she, she didn't need to serve that much time. But you know, do you think she will now her change first? her tune on her attitudes? No, the United no. States? I think she'll embolden to, to continue to do more. She'll shoot the bird at anything no. to do with no. the United States. She's going to do whatever the flavor today is. I mean, she probably doesn't have an original thought in her head. Uh, we get to take another time out. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is North Pole Action News. Santa wins yet another term as leader of the North Pole, raising concerns of election rigging. Elves working in the factories threaten to strike and demand an extra five gumdrops an hour. Also, crypto continues its polar bear market. While you're enjoying your holidays, relax, take in those holiday memories with people that you love. We'll be here with the news when you need it. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Now back to news and views with Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. 13 days to Christmas. Get out there and do your shopping. Oh, my goodness. Mm. 12 days to go before I can start thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't not, know. Not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Daily Wire's reporting. Gavin Newsom, the uh, woke Democrat recovering, uh, governor of California, he has unveiled a price gouging penalty for all oil companies. He did this on Friday. Um, 
that uh, anybody that's caught price gouging is going to get a severe penalty. The proposal introduced by State Senator Nancy Skinner would compel oil companies to reduce their profits to avoid a civil penalty from the California Energy Commission. Neither a penalty size nor an official profitability threshold appears in the proposal, which would also expand the agency's authority to obtain information regarding price policies. In other words, if they think that you're charging too much for your product, um, they're going to uh, get you uh, a severe penalty. Do they not realize that when they do this, there is an energy shortage? Can, <laughs> they, can, and, and inevitably, when they when a bureaucrat tries something like this, it backfires. I mean, remember now? Maybe I don't know if you remember. I remember when uh, uh, Gerald Ford had his whip inflation now right. deal, mm-hmm. and uh, tried to freeze prices. And yeah, things. yeah. Guess what? It, it it hurt the economy big time, and it didn't do anything to keep prices under control. Yeah, the more the more more government intervention you have in a capitalism, the, I mean, it's like everything you do, then you have to do something else to fix what you did, and then you got to fix something else on that. And before you know it, you've got what we're what we're dealing with in the states and the in the United States, and the more. You know, that's all – I mean, Democrats want to control everything. You know? Well, and they cause, they they want to cause the problems so they can turn around and say, we are, we are your savior. We're here to get you out of this problem that we, like, they caused in the first place. Yeah, kind of like sell you a vaccine, so to speak. No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Uh, by the way, the uh, Arizona election out there, the guy that was uh, running for uh, attorney general of Arizona – um, his name is Abe Ahamadi, and uh, he only lost by like 500 votes. Um, he's filing all kinds of paperwork uh, protesting the election. Now, there's going to be a recount in his, but he is just saying there was over 300,000 questionable votes in Maricopa County alone. Uh, they've, they've got some issues out there. I don't know what the, the bottom line is going to be, but it's a mess. Always the same. We got to run. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.